Welcome back to Reality Checks with Khan and Dex. You were just listening to Green Seeker, a Nidrosilly ensemble at the intersection of psychedelics, metal, and adventure. We just heard Asteroid Witch, and now, for our next segment, we're going to cool things off with Into the Forest, their first track off their self-titled demo. Today, we're sitting down with Theodore of the Kiss. Because who cares about killer jams when you can chit-chat with some smoked-brained Nodwalker? Thank you for joining us, Feodor. As I understand it, the Kith are the nomadic peoples that travel the dream of Nod. Tell me more about your social structure. Please, call me Theo. I'm all my kin and what's called a Farfather. That means that in a dream, I have the authority to request whatever is necessary for the betterment of my people. Think of it like the captain of a ship. You say request. Don't captains typically give orders? Oh, not among the Kith. Within the dream, the ego is raw and wild. Hierarchy doesn't really sit well with those with a firm sense of self. Instead, leadership is a conversation, and the orders must come from a place of mutual respect and trust. A good forefather, or chieftain, or herald, whatever your clan calls it, will brook no argument if he speaks with the voice of his people. So tell me, Theo, why do the Nodites hate the Kith, and why are they right to? Ignore him. He's just fussy because I wouldn't let him dump the waste tank over a group of Nidrosilly void weavers this week. It would have been funny. That's no problem. You see, when the world shattered, most Nordites huddled around the fires and burnt the world just to keep themselves safe from it. But the Kif, we went out into the dream. We weren't afraid of what the world had become. We embraced it. And for that, we're shunned. Wow. What a hog shit answer. Dex. No, no, no. Don't feed me a line about we're outcasts because we're so darn brave. You think I cut my way out of my mom yesterday? <laughs> Cheeky little fucker, aren't you? Well, the fact is, some of our people can command a dream. They get branded as liches. Some of our people walk unshrouded into the fog and they come back different. And we have no compunction about befriending those who dwell in the dream. You're speaking of the dreamt. I know so little about them being canite by birth. Not much to know. Not because there's too little, mind, but because they're just unknowable. You see, anything that lingers in a dream starts there, then dissolve. Borders and boundaries lose purpose. Thoughts become reality, and the self can become indistinguishable from the other. Kinfolk don't like that, see? They like things nice and simple, nice and delineated. And so when we come along, some of us dream. Some of us egomancers, some of us warp in a dream. They don't like it. But they need us. Oh, they need us. What's the big deal? I've huffed my share of Aragon exhaust. One bad trip doesn't make you special. You ever felt ego death, son? Ever watched who you were slipped away? Ever done all that and never went right again? You see, sometimes when you're ripping on a spliff, you think, oh, that's it. That's been the reality. I'll never be normal again. But what if you never were? What if the sick shit you saw happening to your body stuck around after? What if the world could see your anxieties and pain and trauma painted in ragged flesh across your face? What if you woke from the dream and took it with you? That's what it's meant to be dreamt. Have you seen me? I'm all messed up. Little more weird sprinkles on this twisted Sunday is just pissing into a sea of piss. <laughs> You're not wrong, son. <laughs> you see, the Nodites ain't call you dreamt, because they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. 
Oh, but you ain't dreamt, see? You have to be human first. You're something else entirely, mate. Where'd you say you're from again? Uh, yeah, he's really something else. You know what else is something else? The Wish by Green Signal. <laughs> Stay tuned after this track for a win from our sponsors. The chill of the dungeon has deepened in the absence of its masters, but not so chill as to preserve their blood and viscera. The miasma of the battlefield gathers, festering the gentle currents and eddies of the vault air. Piled unceremoniously about a gilded abattoir, treasures. Once the driving force of nearly every loveless act now lay dully in tarnished neglect. Silver and gold are not without their worth, but currency they are not, and the weight of sin is not the only sin they bear. How in the fuck are we supposed to carry this? I told you we should have brought the wheelbarrow. I'd suggest one piece at a time, but the walk back is considerable. <sighs> Captain. Aye? With your permission. I'm right, cream crackered. And my cheating hand. He shakes his hand with the manacle on it, which seems to have neither lock nor hinge. It gets a little funny around the bees, he gestures to the gold. Once we've had a shepherd's, I can take the salt and the tenderloin, while you lot fetch us some crates and maybe a barrow. It'd do a world of good toward ease of my levers. Plus, I could take some time, see if I can ease the curse on this place. It's strong with ego and sin. For I'm going to stop you right there. What you're asking me is for a small break to collect yourself Count the bank, and see what your, well, magics can do about this place? That's right. I'm not the captain on land. Permission granted. <laughs> you need a handshake with that? Far as I'm concerned, as long as it's worth flying under your flag, you're the captain. That is until we've had a conversation about our contracts, which still has yet to be done. The fuck's a contract? Uh, look, you can't fly under a lead flag unless you have a contract for your crew. We're privateers. We're not Navy. We're not merchants. We've got to do our job. And that means we have to know what those duties are. Now, you told me I'm supposed to be the bosun. But that's not the job here. We're not Navy. Which means, technically, I'd be a quartermaster. On top of that, that's an elected job. Technically, so is Captain, but you own a ship, so I think that's yours by default. You folk always have to make this so complicated. We just do honour chance and call it good, but fine. If we need to draft things up in writing, I can see to take care of that. Oh, it just makes sure when we come across a particularly large amount of gold... Like this? We have clear terms on how it's distributed. But, like I said, I'll need a bit of a rest here. And hopefully I can do some good. And hopefully you don't take too long coming back with them barrows. That seems fine by me. Anybody else need permission to do anything? I'm happy to give it out. <laughs> First you won't be the captain... You won't put on the big boy pants. Now suddenly you don't want to be bothered. You are at the side where you won't, Tragic. I've decided that I'd like to make a little joke right now, because we just went through fucking hell. I think I'm at 5 HP. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I took some fucking thrashings too. <laughs> so the plan is really to go get more crates and barrels all the way back through the dungeon? Don't we have a better way to carry everything? I mean, we're supposed to be professionals. Oh, I forgot about the great fucking drill you brought on the ship. Good thing we had it this whole time. Look, if you want things done, you gotta actually do them. Not everything's like you find in a book. Or one of them radio drummers. I guess we could try going through that obstacle course once more while carrying crates of gold. Shank, it's still working? Almost certainly not. I hope not. I can feel it. There's something about this place. He tows the piles of offal that was left behind by the murders of the strange people. Please never say tows the pile of offal again. <laughs> That's the episode name. <laughs> These lads were the thing keeping this going. I think now that they're gone, it's starting to collapse. Well, part of that is good news. Last suggestion I'll throw out before we go get the practical things is that we could just pack Gigil full of coin. You've already got enough stuff inside you. You got some room, don't you? Anything stored within me is going to be mine. So if you're fine with me owning everything, we can attempt that. I don't believe I'll be able to move either. Well, as much as I'd like to roll a big gooey sausage like yourself somewhere, uh, I don't think that'd be a good idea, and I don't think let it take that well. Encasing relics within myself is a very personal thing. Spiritual, even. Best not think of me as moving luggage. I'll bear that in mind for the future. So you're saying that stuff you're carrying isn't up for trade? Because I've had my eye on that doohickey. <laughs> All of these relics will one day be encased in my tomb. <sighs> what a waste. Well, I think we should go get some hand carts and a big mushroom lad and start toting this on out. Darlu heads back where we all came from to go find Troth and an easy way to carry all of this. As the vault door leaves your sight, you hear it slam shut and a lock engage. As you make your way back to the surface from the bowels of Fort Ziega, you encounter hallways that you did not see on the way down. This place is a labyrinth. The path you took was one of chance. And while you managed to find four keys, there was the potential for many more. Well, that's either an asset lost or a problem I don't have to deal with anymore. Can't make my mind up. Each of the large chambers between the hallways is filled with what looks like the equivalent of a belly-up corpse of what was once magnificent mechanical traps woven with magic, surely deadly to fail against. But against all odds, you find your way back to the surface, as though the sunlight and the fresh air calls to you even through the stone walls of this place. But when you arrive on the surface, you see something you did not expect. Sir Troth, your crew has left you with the core. What do you do with your time? Troth laments missing out on the chance for some adventure, but he takes his tending to the core in a nearly maternal fashion. He dotes on it, he strokes it, he sings soft songs to it, and while they are on land, he will be collecting some of the nearby soil to bring to the chamber to add to the kind of ecosystem he's creating in the heart of the ship, this miniature terrarium of fungus and dirt. So while you're tending to the core, you notice some early signs of instability. You imagine this is natural as a part of the uh, grafting process, making this core a part of the ship. Is there anything you'd like to do to align yourself with it or give it a sense of 
familiarity and comfort. I will be infusing the ring that supports it to the ship and all of the dirt I have packed around it with my own spores, both to use as nourishment for it if it needs that kind of thing, or just to have a familial presence nearby. You know that soon, as the ship grows and develops, your access to the core might be hindered and require considerably more work. Not unlike a child, in these early stages, it relies on you. You feel it reaching out to you, connecting to you, weaving into you. It harmonizes with the magic that created you. I would like you to roll me either religion or arcana charisma to allow or disallow this synchronicity. Boy, you couldn't, couldn't have picked some worse skills for old Troth. <laughs> sure it's not a survival check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are going to be... I would accept wisdom instead of charisma. Charisma survival. Live me! (laughs) (laughs) A 14. Hey, it's early days yet. Like a baby bird, it struggles to imprint on something that is not quite its own. But you imagine that your nurturing will aid this process. As you disembark from the ship to gather local flora, fauna, and geological findings, you take in the environment. What do you see on this island? Troth is baffled by how bisected each different portion of land is. There are huge fissures of earth that seem to separate one kind of forest from another. And there could be two completely different types of stone and soil within a dozen feet of each other, broken up by these strange jigsaw chunks stuck together. And he's fascinated by it and delighted to get a diverse experience, but confused as to how it functions, why it's made this way. As you examine this place, this patchwork of nature, you find a few choice specimens. But as you return towards your ship, you hear a cacophonous, screaming whine. Underneath it, a rumble of machinery. Troth is moving incredibly fast for a mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fast for a mushroom is a pretty low bar to clear. (laughs) By the time the ship comes back into sight, rounding the corner of a small cliff whose origin is unclear, you realize it's too late. An egg made of garbage pumps and shudders as though some vile trash goose thrashes within, eager to be born. This ship (laughs) is a mess. Bent and discarded bicycles welded together form the rigid skeleton. You can tell because there are large portions of hull missing. Children's toys and broken machinery have been repurposed to fill roles for which there is no actual proper fixture. It is a feat of ingenuity and insanity. And to Lydda, it looks like home. You exit the dungeon, and the walk back to the ship is intolerable. None of you having quite as much experience piloting larger ships, you're not quite sure why you parked it so far away, and you're sure that Lydda has an explanation, but you don't know what it is. However, when you arrive back at your berth, you see a goblin raiding ship literally attached by means of a mixture of what looks like it might be bubblegum and hooks to your own ship. We grow on a shite barnacle. Ah, gob, we're being raided. Fuck. You hear a shout. Fuck. 
you probably see Troth like throwing rocks at the hull of the <laughs> ship, like ineffectually as he turns back to see that you're there. Uh, you know that a goblin raiding party typically consists of between 20 and 40 goblins and know that attracting attention to yourselves is probably the most dangerous thing you can do right now. Get down. We're outnumbered. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> if everybody could roll me a good old fashioned stealth check to see how well you avoid sight from these goblins. You got it, baby. <laughs> Am I close enough to hear the command? Yeah. Troth will come running back to the group that he sees approaching to duck behind whatever he can find. Wow, he's moving fast for a mushroom. <laughs> Stealth rolls, please. I was already at like the top of a hill waving at the... <laughs> What's your roll though? Five. Okay. Ducking behind a patchwork boulder, I get 15. Lita merely goes onto all fours face down, <laughs> looking like the same garbage that's surrounding her. <laughs> 15. I also got a 15. Do we all three get 15? Squad! Hey. Which makes the aggregate above 12. Okay, everyone. We need a plan. First, they're going to take the core, and then they're going to take my trash! How do we get them to go away? I have an idea, Droth says, pulling out his spear. Darlu nods his head excitedly and starts to string his bow. That is a midnight hooker. Fresh from the brothel? What? No, what does a hooker have to do with a brothel? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're looking at a crew size five times as big as ours. Shite. Gobshite! You assess the damage, not only of the ship, but yourselves, and neither are looking particularly good. Whatever goo is sliding down the outer hull of the ship is clearly causing corrosive damage, and it will be incurring HP damage as we go, which will have to be repaired when you berth. However, you all have suffered far worse having just freshly come from a pretty brutal combat. Lita, and I'd say you probably know as well. Darlu, go ahead and roll me a, let's say, vehicle proficiency. Ooh. Any particular ability score on that? Um, I would say intelligence or wisdom. Sick. Witty toss. 22. Not 22. <laughs> Bad. You know enough just from having worked with these kinds of people to know that they don't value a lot. But a core, that's priceless. They are going to be taking their time to extricate it carefully. You also know that they're going to be mounting that ship with the bulk of their forces, which means their actual ship will likely be unmanaged. How does your type handle diplomacy? Do we like trade some old soup for a handful of rusty nails and then turn those into a little man and do a dance? You don't understand anything about economics. How did you become a captain? <laughs> I know how to burn things. Well, that's a decent start. Fine, fine. If I don't know nothing, how about this? Is it worth trying to talk to them? Is it worth trying to talk to me? Rarely. No, they've already caught the scent. We cannot allow them to take the heart. Look, if they're focusing on getting inside and getting our core, they're going to be working as carefully as possible, which means their ship might be unguarded. Oh. <sighs> A reverse raid. Reverse raid. I'm so in for that. A reverse raid? So we're sneaking onto their ship and then leaving our belongings there? <laughs> if by belongings, you mean festering traps that'll make their lives a living fucking hell. Oh, so you mean a counter raid. Right. A reverse counter raid. <laughs> yes, Captain. This is no time for semantics. We can either take the ladder, or if you want to bypass the ladder, I've been working on a new machine. Uh-oh. I'll just need you to drop your pants. 
nope, I'll take the ladder. <laughs> As you say this, the ladder of the ship is being pulled in. However, you might be able to figure out some way to get aboard the goblet ship. I might be able to help with that. <laughs> you imagine it will likely take about eight hours of continuous work to remove the core. Every hour is going to be causing damage to the housing and will require repairs. If you wanted to take a rest, now would be the time to do it. It will cause some amount of damage to the ship if you take a short rest. Well, that core is integrated. It's going to take them time. At least eight hours. I know you get cranky without a post-dungeon nap. <laughs> so if you need that to function, do it now. I think trying to run in there as we are is a mistake. I think you're right. Taking some time to put ourselves back together is likely the best bet. Just so we can hit them really where it hurts. I was supposed to be watching the vessel. I'm ready to fight them on my own. Allow me to regain my honor. I'd rather have you alive in the future than satisfied now. Clear? Ah, I see. I did not realize that we had lost one of our own within the bowels of that dungeon. Oh, uh, right. Yes, lost. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll marn him if he don't come back. However, if we don't have a ship, we don't have a proper place to hold a funeral. He wouldn't want to be buried on land. What are you talking about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Would you like to take a short rest? I'm absolutely going to do that and spend some hit dice because I am hurting. I wasn't part of the adventure. Droth is literally rearing and ready to go. <laughs> you are fresh to death. Do you have Song of Rest? Yes, I have Song of Rest. If you spend any hit dice, you can add a d6 to it at the end of your rest. Shit, yeah. Not to each one, obviously. No, 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 no. <laughs> to the total. I'm going to spend three hit dice out of my four. Garbage. <laughs> and we did level up. We did level up. Okay. Y'all are level four. Troth leveled by gardening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vibe checking with a giant cosmic yeah. thingy. After my hit dice spent and my song of rest, I have one hit dice left and I am at 22 of 23 HP. I'm at full. How's everybody doing for dailies and uh, whatnot? Yeah, everything's on a long rest. <laughs> I have 13 out of 19 HP, no hit dice. You're doing on key points there. And I regain key points on Shit, a short rest. Yeah. I've never played a monk. They're a lot of fun. They are. At present, Troth has more spell slots than he'll probably use in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to actually use a little bit of healing on Gidgel. Oh, nice. I have one Bardic Inspiration, one second level spell slot, and one first level spell slot. Not bad. Uh, as you are recovering from your short rest, Troth is going to lay his hand upon your moist and firm shoulder <laughs> and give you nine hit points. Oh. We must be ready to stand together. With the help of your friends and with a little bit of rest, you've recovered some of the damage and injury that you suffered in the dungeon but not enough. And as you stare down insurmountable odds and ardor-hungry goblins, you realize you have your work cut out for you. Oi, Carter! Settle the fishes for us! Who killed the Abernian Butcher? Viscount Asher Cromwell IV. 149 AB. Stabbed her in the neck with the broken end of his own femur after two days of torture. Managed to live another 30 years. And father seven kids. 
God, that's foul, that is. I see, I told you. Marius here was blowing some trash about him being Kiff. He was. How's that? Cromwell's mum was Kiff. He spent summers in a dream with her. Twice a year when she came home, they spent a week together, done off a big festival, and then she'd be off again. He was as much Kiff as he was kin. Ah, fuck it. Take your freezy or you mangy mutt. Hey now, who took the jab out of your daughter, tragic? Mrs. got the pink shivers again. Nah, nothing like that. So I'm ten years for the company now. I appeal to get my land and sea grant early. It goes through and I'm sitting there with a windfall, everything I need. I figure I'll find the spit of land with some ergon, set up shop and maybe secure a tile. Only me dad-in-law, he says I can stake me grant instead. I invest a part share in a half dozen lead ships and I pull in a percentage. He says the points on that will keep my family in cotton and mutton for a dog's age. Then when I'm ready, I can split the mists and make my fortune. Oh, I've heard of that. That's a WBM deal, right? Exactly. Only... Oh, what did you go and do? I only went and put it all on a single fucking crew, didn't I? Ah, fuck. I stake me old grout on the umbral visage. No problem, right? Ship's crews well hard. No chance they'd all go down, eh? Who comes cruising along but that bollocking, bloody bastard Bartell? This black flag blagger pulls the wailing abattoir up from the eighth of mist and shoots the visage out of the sky. I'm listening live as my entire future gets pulled into the wren. I can still hear him laughing. Now that's just good radio, that is. I'm sorry to hear him, mate. That's right in luck. Nah, it's L.U.Q. that's right in. Luck has their fingers around the throat of every poor mother-loving bastard in a cluster. Can't get a ship without a league license unless you bend a knee and work a wage for the WBM. Skies should be free. They're out here promising a free market, but the air has been branded and trademarked. I'm fucked, mate. Can't dear old dad bail you out. It were his idea, after all. Nah, I can hear him now. Diversify, I told you. This is what happens when you don't figure ahead. I don't need a lecture. All right, all right. I'll stand you whiskey for the night. Just promise me one thing, Carter. And what's that, Harold? Don't do anything fucking stupid. <laughs> anything else you mean? Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, LU Cuties. Today I'm feeling extra loose and jazzy fresh, and I got no time for needless filler. 
If you haven't yet, please give a listen to my fantasy horror medical mystery podcast, The Heresies of Randolph Burntwine. The reviews have truly been amazing, and I am starting to see just a little bit of that Patreon money, which is a huge help for me right now. Law and I are looking for a business consultant who can help us point Slapdash in the right direction. Uh, If you have faith in the show and experience in public relations and business management and that kind of thing, and you think you can maybe give us the boost we need to get LUQ up to the next level, please reach out at admin at slapdashstudios.com. Today's opening meta featured music by local Portland band Greenseeker. Their psychedelic proto-metal sound and wicked fantasy lyrics have been decorating my playlist for a while, so I reached out to them for permission to kind of feature them on the show. If you have a chance, you can find more of their work on greenseeker.bandcamp.com. If you're a local band here in Portland and you'd like to have your music on the show, please shoot us an email. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Everyone loves being part of the clan when you eat at Olive Goblin. Food is family, and sometimes family is food. But what if you want to experience the same goblinoid luxury with a taste of the tropical? Introducing Red Gobster, the finest in goblin seafood for the whole family. All of our catches are fresh from the largest bodies of goblin water. Join us for all-you-can-eat sewer crabs, the captain's cockroach platter, the bait buffet, and all-you-can-huff air biscuits. You can pick your catch out of our 30-gallon septic tank. We'll cook it to order where it's ready to be drenched in rat butter. Fresh bowl-to-table service for everyone. Join us at Red Gobster. Take a plunge into flavor. When we barred the ship, remember, it'd be best to try to take them out one by one rather than going for a heap of these fuckers at a time. If we can remain quiet, low, and beneath notice for as long as possible, I think we got the best shot we're going to get. Would not trying to hide amongst goblins require being loud? You raise a fair point. Lida, you're our resident horrible little bastard expert. What do you think? Well, it depends. Darlu, do you know any heavy metal? (laughs) Like lead? Tungsten? (laughs) Oh, gob. Your first obstacle is going to be boarding the ship. Fortunately, your rest and the time you took in the dungeon was enough to bring you into what one could call night on this void cove. You will have advantage on your stealth checks to approach the ship. Let's go ahead and make those now. You said we have advantage? Yes, you do. I'm also uh, going to tune in with nature and guidance myself. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22 for Troth. Also 22 on a natural 20. Oh, hell yeah. 18 for Darlu. 22. Oh, what's with the triplicate shit. stealth I'm rolls? I'm the odd one out today. How does it feel? How does it feel? I feel terrible. I felt special. <laughs> because you were able to move so stealthily and so carefully without being seen, you're able to position yourself underneath this midnight hooker. <laughs> Wherever you'd like. Now, how are you going to get on the ship? I may be able to assist with this. Prepare yourselves for climbing. I'm going to target some sort of large protrusion, and I would like to hurl one of my thorn whips at it and hold it taut and remain as the anchor for the other three to climb. I like that. I'm so into that. That's so good. I love that. Uh, go ahead and roll me a, ooh, I'd want to say survival or sleight of hand. 
Survival is my expertise. <laughs> it's cocked. Ooh, 25. Hell Ooh. yeah. He literally plants himself like the mushroom he is, throws the whip very effectively, and gives you exactly enough tension to be able to kind of climb yourself up in that cool way that they do, like in the movies where they do the whole thing with the legs. Yeah. Like that. Hell yeah. Also, like, <laughs> the, the footstool of the top of my head to use as kind of a... I write professionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Troth's thorn whip is really more of a long twisted stink horn of tendril um, mm. I, I like the idea that it's very dangerous so I'll go ahead. <laughs> um you know what yeah let's go ahead and get an athletics from everybody who's climbing up except the wielder of the thorn whip itself and if you fail you've been taking one piercing damage just because oh it's got polyps <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and take that damage right now. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. <laughs> How do we do? Oh, I got a four. Nice. Yeah. Fuck you, six. <laughs> 20 total. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't pointy. It's just not your traditional <laughs> Gigil nice slides up the damn thing beautifully. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of you awkwardly cl- clamber your way up a thorn whip, injuring yourselves in the process. <laughs> Two repeated apologies from the Thresher Tron. Ow, fuck. Ow. Oh, it's taking my skin. Ah, it's like climbing barbed wire. Mm, I can taste you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to extend it without the thorns. <laughs> it comes from the bell buckle region. <laughs> Have you ever seen the duck penis? <laughs> Behold the duck penis. <laughs> Mystery of nature. (laughs) As you mount the ship, you will get to decide where you land. Oh, boy. Definitely just wrote down, behold the duck penis. (laughs) I'm guessing it's going to have some kind of board game. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, no. Where did you find this? It has a basketball court. (laughs) You are looking at an Ikea toy. Um, Incredible. I saw it and it just, it it made my fucking day. (laughs) It's so good. It's the best thing I've ever seen. What is this? Dr. Seuss-ass bedroom. (laughs) Five-layer bunk bed. This room is full of wheels of cheese, wine bottles, and a giant rat. Wait, you guys have (laughs) different stuff on the other side? Oh, yeah. We have a periscope. There's four rooms. I mean, we're clearly on the bottom, probably near the back. I vote cheese room. Cheese room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We we clearly entered through the hooker taint. They've got recycling fins. <laughs> Look, we go through the hooker cheese hole and we make our way <laughs> like, like the giant rats that we are. This is the engine room here. I'm just going to trust you. And the four starboard side. Where would you like to begin? The spherical ships use this port starboard. <laughs> <laughs> you must begin on the bottom level. But where would you like to start? I trust law is cheese room on the bottom level. It or is. Top? It's in the very back of the bottom. The engine room, according to Lita is in the aft port side. Queen's left butt cheek, if you will. Exactly. Good. Left cleft. <laughs> Where on the bottom would you like to start? Using this model as a reference, it seems like the very back bottom, there is a beautiful cheese and wine room with a massive rat that seems very logical for sneaking in. If you'd like to start in the larder uh, adjacent to the galley, that is mm. absolutely reasonable. Only if Dana right now tells me how goblins make cheese. I believe that's called the French Quarter. No, no, no. The cheese is for the rats that they eat. Oh. It's the rat larder. <laughs> it's, it's food food. For the, <laughs> yeah, for the rats. Goblins put a whole new spin on cheese baiting. 
Each room of this ship contains one goblin. They look heartier than your run-of-the-mill cave goblin that you might run into on a random island. You can also expect to find goblin dogs. Gogs. (laughs) Gob dogs? Are you emotionally invested in your own kind? Oh, these aren't my people. They'll kill me on sight. I assume that extends to the rest of us, then. Blades out, team. You are currently aboard this ship. There is a goblin in every room. There is also a dog patrolling the area, which will move randomly. I will also determine one goblin to move in a random direction as well. Your job is as you enter a given room, you have to subdue all goblins before they get an opportunity to take a turn. If they take a turn, they will alert, which means that the adjacent goblins will all have a 50% chance of coming and joining the fray. If they alert everybody on the ship and all goblins are aware, you will enter a fight with every goblin on the crew. Oh, God. So stay quiet. Troth silently and nervously releases a cloud of tiny spores to cling to him as he sneaks through. <laughs> Leans out a squeaker. I would like everybody to roll initiative. No. No, can't, can't argue with that. <laughs> Put your foot down. All right. Anybody above a 20? Anybody above a 15? Hey. Did we all get 18 too? 18. Hey. 15. Ah. Mm. 11. The goblins will go last. Nice. A leg. Seven. Oh, and the dog. That is uh, 18. You should hear it coming before you see it. Smell it coming before you see it. Beautiful. We're going to begin this initiative with the dog moving in a random direction. One, two, three. That is a four. He stays put. Oh, sick. Good boy. Stay. You can also delay your actions and you can include a movement in your delayed action. So if you all want to wait and conserve your turn so you can all move at once, that's all totally fine. This isn't so much a combat as it is a modified skill challenge. Sick. Well, right now we're in the rat larder, so it makes sense to sneak through to the kitchen. Rat larder. Great. Lita, speaking of kitchens and which, what's a famous goblin treat? One they love that's hard to get? Two rats. (laughs) (laughs) A a pregnant rat? (laughs) A double yolk? You mean mean rat gushers? (laughs) Two-headed rat? I feel like all rats are just gushers. That's Ooh, a rat king. A rat ratkin. <laughs> it's like a turducken, but it's three rats. <laughs> it's a rat that ate a rat that ate a rat. <laughs> no, it's it's a chicken stuffed into a rat. <laughs> and it's not a commensurately large rat. It I is, got it. It's um, a normal rat. Um, a ratkinat. That's a rat stuffed into a chicken stuffed into a larger rat. <laughs> you have such complex cuisine. Peering out the doorway into the next room. And seeing the goblin there, Darlu is going to stay low and cast Minor Illusion to make an appetizing, what was it called again? <laughs> a Taratkin? Ratkinat. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Make the most appetizing Ratkinat he can imagine having never seen one before. After a brief bit of editorializing from uh, Lita here, you are able to craft a reasonable Ratkinat. Horrible. Um, Let's... No, it doesn't go in the back. <laughs> it's, it's the feathers sticking out that really sell it. Back, front, back. <laughs> back, front, back. Ass to mouth. <laughs> Ass to beak, really. <laughs> you have to see the tail coming out. And, and the Both. beak's the best part. <laughs> it's a crunchy little treat. Oh, no. 
because this is a cantrip, I'll go ahead and have you roll a deception check to see if, not just to see if he'll do it, because he'll, he'll recognize it and be like, oh yeah, classic Rackinette. <laughs> like mommy's to make it's like pissmas <laughs> but whether you've made it appetizing enough for him to get down hell yeah and because I got the brackish star from last time I have a bonus to uh, deception so it's a little higher than it used to be classic max roll seven no seared not cooked seared <laughs> it's gotta be blue blue <laughs> he looks at the rat canat and goes what the fuck is that doing here? He walks over, tries to pick it up, and when he realizes it's not there, he looks alarmed. That makes it, Lita. <sighs> get him, 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 get him. I see you found our little friend. That means you weren't looking at my glove. Bonk. <laughs> you attacking? Yeah, I'm going to try to knock him out. Awesome. Go ahead and give me an attack. Because he is now activated, you have until the end of this initiative, a.k.a. their turn, before he alerts. Does a 10 hit? A 10 does not hit. No. Mm. Oh, no. You come swinging at him with your glove, and you might as well have tried to hit the rat canat for all the good you do. <laughs> he dodges a little bit out of the way and looks like he's about ready to start screaming. <laughs> this goblin has a stain down the front of a shirt that seems way too large for him, and it just says, I went to... Stain, and all I got was this stain. Mm. <laughs> That's nice he gets vacation. <laughs> you can see the faded outline of like Looney Tunes characters or the phrase big dog on it. For some reason, it just says Frankie say unclench. unclench. <laughs> Beautiful. And that moves us to Troth. Uh, not to over lean on the value of Thorn Whip, <laughs> but working as a team, my goal is to bethorn his throat and pull him in for Gigil to bludgeon. I love that for you. Get him, get him, get him. Uh, he's not caught off guard because of the illusion, right? Not at all. All right, I guess I'm going to roll to hit with my Thorn Whip. Excellent. Come on. 19 on the dice. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. a 24. Uh, what's the save? I just have to hit him. Oh, nice. And I've got my cloud of fart up so <laughs> i feel a total of uh, eight points of damage nice and yank him towards the group i need to oh, at which these. point he enters the beef wind i have to pull up the names of the goblins oh good as you immediately upon hitting him with this thorn whip he vomits uncontrollably and you drag him into the room to be pummeled <laughs> Love that. He is definitely still stand well, not standing so much. He's definitely still conscious, but uh he is very hurt. <laughs> um and as I pull him towards the group ready for Gigil Bludgeon, I anticipate my spores eventually triggering once his turn begins. Absolutely. And that'll happen at the start of his turn, yeah. which means it will happen before he alerts. Hell yeah. That brings us to Gigil. First thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to take my section staff and try and uh, crash it down onto his shoulders and one section behind his neck, right, uh, to create a little hook. And then the two uh, the, in my hands, I'm crashing down onto the shoulders. That is a 14 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. And that is going to do eight points of damage. That is enough to knock this bad boy out. Hell yes. Then my follow-up, which was going to be my martial arts die to pull him closer into my knee instead i will just bring him over to my body so that his crashing body does not make noise do you want to kill him because if you intend to kill him then you would need to use that extra die to do so 
Oh no, I mean just like because I just I just rolled everything. <laughs> so <clears throat> what I'm saying is that I'm just going to make sure that his body doesn't make noise as it falls unconscious. Okay, okay, okay. If you're going to do that, go ahead and give me a slight of hand check on that. Natural twenty. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, you managed to very deftly brutalize this poor goblin and then lay him gently on the ground like you're putting him to bed. <laughs> yeah. I'll curl him into a ball and put him into the illusion of the... R- rat <laughs> Gag him with cheese and put him in a rat cage. Yeah. Mm, that that, mm, that no. makes sense. Now it's a gob rat canat. <laughs> the only thing better than a rat canat. <laughs> As you subdue him, you see a pretty terribly handwritten name tag that says, Bartholomew. <gasps> Bartholomew. 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 I love him. <laughs> Beautiful. On your turn, you can move and take an action. But because there is no telemetry in this space and it's more abstract, uh, you simply move into another room when you take a move action. All things are considered functionally adjacent. Mm. Good job, but be careful going forward. That guy was just a liquor. Some of the others are going to be more dangerous. <laughs> you really don't have to share their titles. Well, that's, that's his job. Great. What does he lick? Don't at stop. Uh, <laughs> usually dishes, but anything that needs licking. <laughs> you have disposed of one liquor. <laughs> but there are many more errs to go. <laughs> and as the accordion wheeze of the engine drowns out the sound of Bartholomew's heavy snores. <laughs> you hear the click, click, click of dog nails clattering on the steel deck of the ship. The saga of Darlu Naran and Avahan. Verse 3. Unshooting an arrow is as simple as unburning your roast. If a carver roast roosts on your mast, it's your job as the bad flatha to get a shaman's bone charm to wear up your arsehole or wherever it's meant to be put to ward off its bum fortune before you get you and all your crew dead. Now I don't know what devil bird made a nest on my boat, but it seems that one of the stone father's cheeky brat sacred children made my charm a man named Full Bleeding Kithkin. It's like every time he buggers off at a eye shot, we're fucked about as hard as he can be. He's off drinking hex soup and counting coins, and the rest of us find that our poor scarlet of a boat is cracked like a clamicle by some of Lida's pest cousins. Those fuckers don't know that I got the wisdom of Taltiu in me. Her words rang true in my skull then more than ever. Coming back to a hold full of ghosts means you've already lost Dara, no matter the size of your hall. Slipping in was easy. Droth and Gigil's bodies are living tools in a way I never knew was real. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear their spirits made up by some haggy nans to frighten the screams right out of babes' butts. I got some bubbled up angry in me, and that rage has the name Goblin Piss Sipper written all over it. Only one quick verse, as I'm in the belly of the fucking beast. Our fires are lit, and sounded are our horns. From we together, to we alone. Our shields are cracked, and our leathers are torn. From we together, to we alone. Yet we die the same as we are born. 
We die together. We die alone. I didn't expect astral submarines shaped like poultry eggs made out of <laughs> filth, yes. but like I'm here for it, dog. The piss yellow submarine. <laughs> <laughs> we usually call those, you know, kidney stones or oh, whatever, hey. but I'm glad, you know, we're a little different here. I do. I do need all these goblins to have very thick British accents. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I specifically decided not to do British accents for these goblins, but. Uh... Oh, it's just my head cannon. You can make them sound however you want. Every one of these eight goblins sounds like a different The Beetle. <laughs> Just trust the process. They all sound exactly like Ringo Starr. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone's eating my cheese rat. The void can be a lonely place on a Sunday night. This is only Thursday. <laughs> Does anybody have a particularly strong Favy Momo they would like to whip out? Mmm. Let's see. Oh, I wasn't even. Let's let's just do it as a free for all. If you have yeah. one, say one. This I definitely prop. Got one. And, oh, it's oh, I so guess yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was so fucking excited when I saw it. I was like, one, I'm going to repaint it. Uh, unfortunately, but I think about buying a second one so I can keep one unpainted. I was going to say, <laughs> I think for our purposes here, it's better unpainted. <laughs> yeah. As much as I'd love to see like garbage fucking mod podge onto the side of it to really lean into the theme of what's going on. This like, like weird early modern era dream house submarine is just good. <laughs> it's children's art, but it's like dangerously teetering over the edge of mad magazine art. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. It's very good. I just need like some crumb stickers with like rats <laughs> driving monster trucks stuck here and there. I might go ahead and start. You know what? I'm going to put stickers on this bitch. That's Fuck a yeah, brilliant idea. Fuck yeah, That's you are. Brilliant. Man, we need some sprays on our ship. <laughs> <laughs> some fecal decals. <laughs> Fecals is pretty good. Fecals. I have some good suggestions for uh, episode names, too, me if you'd too. like to hear them. Also, me just too. the visual of y'all climbing my tether made me that happy. Was, that was going to be my mm. favorite moment. Mm, I can taste you. <laughs> that was yeah. a good line. That was a good line. That was a good line. Neat. So, let's hear some title recommendations. I've got like five of them. I got three, and I'm going to save my favorite for the last because I think it's perfect for this episode. Okay. Uh, you two tend to uh, dominate the title stuff. Let's go with Dana first. <laughs> uh, my first one is Fast for a Mushroom. Fast I like that. I like that a lot. I don't know why I, I like said that, that in Lita's voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're in the zone. I'm in the zone. What does a hooker have to do with a brothel? <laughs> that was a, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Midnight hooker, not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having freshly come from a brutal combat. <laughs> freshly come. <laughs> I mean, I also wrote Fast for a Mushroom. Uh, I have hooks and bubble gum. <laughs> oh, that's really mm. good. Hooks and bubble gum. <laughs> but it's not my favorite. Parentheses, rat canat. I've got, I'm going to go by, go through mine quick. I got towing awful. I got grafts versus boats. I got trash goose. <laughs> I have behold the duck penis. <laughs> and lastly, Ratkinat. 
Oh, man, there's so many good ones in I this. For, I forgot about Behold the Duck Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like Trash Goose. But my, trash goose. my favorite is Piles of Awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Towing Piles of Awful. Because yeah. it happened very early in the episode before before this. Oh, my God. Foreshadowed. So rough. We got some good ones this time. We got There's, some real good ones. Especially if you write it that was Piles of Awful instead of Awful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... Fast for a mushroom stood out hard to me, but I really like trash goose and piles of awful. <laughs> I vote trash goose. I like piles of awful. That's I. It's so hard to choose. I might be on team trash goose. I have to look at what scenes make sense in the episode, though. So we start with a big pile of gold. You don't know what to do with a bunch of dead bodies. And then you come out to this huge bubblegum nightmare. So just piles of awful seems copacetic across the board. That is fair. good. And That's then we can, and, and for the subtitle, trash goose. Trash yeah. Yeah, 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 subtitle trash goose, please. <laughs> In the parentheses. Okay, episode eleven, piles of awful, spelled O F F A L. Parentheses trash goose. <laughs> Audience, can you guess what click. the fuck is happening this season? <laughs> that'll make them click. All right. Well. That's fucking awesome. I had a fantastic time with all of that. Who is going to be doing the journal assignment for this one? Um, I just did mine for the last episode, so it's some one of the other three. Okay. We have uh, the last will have been 10, uh, Troth. So, yeah, next up, we don't have anybody specific. So it was Foe, Lita, Gigil, Troth. I think uh, they're going back to Darlu. You know, you acknowledging you know, you, the fact that your ship is yet again getting jacked. Mm-hmm. Or Lita having to come face to face with your uh, people again. This seems this seems like a Lita strong one. It would give me a chance to elaborate on. Well, some of that here's stuff. my cell though. Based on how recently the last Lita one was, though, if this one was Darlu with the ship getting taken, the next one we're on the ship pretty much the whole episode fighting God, and then That's have fair. it be oh, yeah. Lita. That's so fair. I like I like yeah. Darlu, Darlu Lita, and yeah. then presumably Lita, and then probably me uh, with the finish up of everything going on. I like that. And I think the cover art can definitely be a rat canat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Ideally, oh. an ethereal rat canat. <laughs> now, tail's coming out all directions. Perfect. It's all tail, baby. All tail and beak. This this was a really fun one. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the rest of this challenge. I'm glad we got to taste it in this episode, just so that the rest is, you know, we, we know what we're getting into going into the next one. I want to thank Brie Golden for doing so many of these uh, fantastic journal arts that we've been doing uh, and Law also for helping fill in for when, when, we, fin- when we figure out last minute what we <laughs> You know, and also I also want to thank Sam Hediger the Editor. The boy is a genius at this stuff. Came in, you might not know this, Sam had zero editing experience before he started editing for us. Oh, damn. And we had already been trying out like a bunch of new editors, trying to find anybody to take the fucking burden off my shoulders and, uh, you know, law when I couldn't fucking handle it anymore. And uh, yeah, Sam just blew our minds. And, you know, I love you, Sam. Thanks for thanks for being for the audience out there. If you're thinking about learning how to edit, just give it a shot. Yeah, you can self teach. It's not that hard. Oh, no, it's 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 time consuming. And requires a lot of patience and attention to detail, but it's not that hard. Super low barrier to entry, super high difficulty to mastery. Uh, and I'm certain, I'm definitely hitting that plateau of not quite getting to be masterful at it yet. And I'm like trying like hell to push my skills, but seriously, just give it a shot. You know what? Start a podcast. Just do it. Just start a podcast. Talk about me. Just invent <laughs> like cryptid facts about Max Hobbs. <laughs> I could be anywhere. A Hobcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, tracking the hobgoblin. Does anybody have anything they would like to plug here? You, as you may know, three out of the five of us are currently uh, employed at TPK Brewing. So if you're in the Portland area and you want to come get beer and play D&D with professionals, please do. But also, uh, I've been given the mantle of creating a monthly musical event there. And on presently the third Mondays of the month, there is Music Ale Monday, which we have local performers, troubadours, minstrels come and pluck and strum acoustic instruments for a good part of the evening. Uh, It doesn't cost anything to enter. And the beers are ice cold. And now we have a nice hot hearth Mm. and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's actually really good. The musicians we had last time, even though it was an ice storm fucking ruled, they were so good. I love that to death. Uh, You've already heard about my podcast, probably in the mid roll, uh, the heresies of Randolph Burntwine horror anthology podcast. Check it out. If you get the chance, thank you all again so much for listening. And until we see you at music, Monday's, I wish you luck. (laughs) 